March Madness is here, and Andrew and I are both super excited. The best way to watch games is by streaming them, and you can't stream them without good internet. So if you're looking for good internet, make sure you check out Endeavor Communications. You can learn more information at weendeavor.com. That's weendeavor.com. on Fox Sports Indiana, and you're listening to Small Town Sports Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sports Talk, brought to you by Endeavor Communications. I am Jonah Freeman, joined by Andrew Will, as always. Um, Andrew, it's March. It's the best time of the year. I'll let you take this one over because it's got an even more of a special meaning to it this year. You're absolutely right. The whole tournament here in the state of Indiana, our home state, and hey, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty excited to start watching some basketball. And I know, uh, Jonah, you've got uh, some tickets to go see some basketball. So, I mean, I know you're excited for this. Absolutely. It's exciting. I mean, even if even if there weren't tickets and I couldn't go and there weren't any fans, just like the Final Four was supposed to be here this year, which is obviously cool. I think the people that have been to Indianapolis know that Indianapolis is the perfect city and the perfect town for big events we saw with Super Bowl. We've seen it multiple times with the Final Four. Um, so now the fact that they're going to reward us almost and give us the whole freaking tournament, I mean, that's amazing. And then you're going to have the opportunity for fans, obviously. So I'll be at the Purdue game tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun time. Or I guess it'll be tonight when you guys are listening to this. We're recording this just, what, 20 minutes before the first first four game tips off. So if we're talking about some of these first four games and maybe the outcome was a little different than what we thought, our apologies. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts on the tournament being here? Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited. We got a, a lot of different locations. I know uh, you're pretty happy that Matthew is hosting some games, and uh, it, it's really a, a great opportunity for the state to, uh, like, even for us as young broadcasters to be up close and personal uh, to uh, March Madness. Like you said, the the best time of the year, and so. Uh, it's important that you mention that we are filming this uh, right before the first four games, like you said. So we might get a couple of things wrong, but I, I'm really excited for this one, and it's going to be a great tournament. Absolutely. So today's episode, it's really going to be kind of a preview, bracket reveal almost. Um, we're going to go through each region. We're going to talk about what second-round matchup we'd like to see. Um our, our upset, we feel, is most likely, and then our sleeper pick to make the Final Four, and then after that, we'll start at the Sweet 16 and then go through the rest of our brackets. So, Andrew, I'm going to start right off the bat with you in the West region. What is your favorite possibility of a second-round matchup? I really want to see Oregon and Iowa in the second round, and, like, it's that's not a huge matchup. Obviously, Iowa's one of the big-time teams. But I think Oregon is going to have a shot at knocking off Iowa here in the second round. And I actually put that in my bracket. Absolutely. And then one of mine kind of is going to go with the next question as far as most likely first round upset, because my the matchup I'm looking forward to could happen, could not happen. It's UC Santa Barbara versus Ohio in the second round. I have both of them knocking off the five and four seeds, which comes to my favorite, most likely first round upset, which is Ohio over Virginia. Andrew, what do you have there in that West region? You know, everyone is saying Ohio uh, is going to beat Virginia. Virginia's uh, got a long, long time off. I, 
I really think Virginia is going to take care of business against Ohio. I know Ohio is a good team. Jason Preston is obviously very good, but I, I think Virginia will take care of business. Uh, just, I mean, they've got some championship pedigree. Uh, obviously, they are the defending national champs, and seven and uh, 710 days is, I believe, what I saw as of today. So by tomorrow, 711 days since March Madness uh, when they won the championship. So I think Virginia is going to take care of business there. I agree UC Santa Barbara could be a good pick, but my most likely first-round upset there in the West is Missouri over Oklahoma, which not really a huge upset. So I would go with uh, Wichita State or Drake beating USC. And who do you do you have a preference in Wichita State Drake or you know I, I like the Shockers just because it's it's Wichita State. Like they are a tournament team every year and they find a way to make it back. And here they are as an eleven seed. Could be making a, a shaking some fe or ruffling some feathers here in the, the West bracket. Absolutely. Uh next up is the East region where we have uh or actually, no, no, no. We'll go back. We'll go back. I didn't even talk. Sleeper pick to make the final four. I think we both have the same one here. And I don't know if they're necessarily sleepers. I'll go first. I have Kansas. And I mean, I think Kansas definitely has. I mean, a lot of, I'm sure there are people out there that have Kansas in the final four. The reason I mentioned them as a sleeper is because in my mind, anyone not named Gonzaga is a sleeper. I've, I, Andrew will vouch for me. I've been big on Gonzaga all year. And then you look at the draw that they got. I think I would be extremely surprised to see anyone but Gonzaga coming out of that West region. Yeah, we talked about Gonzaga uh, a whole lot, and we still will. Uh, I'm saying Jonah and I have talked about him a lot. That's that's his favorite. So I'm going to agree Kansas is my sleeper. A lot of people like Iowa. They're they're one of the, the big dogs out here in the West, but I think Kansas to be a sleeper there. They were really getting pretty hot before uh, COVID shut them down. Absolutely. Now we will move to the East region where Michigan is the one seed. Um Favorite second round possibility. I'll go first here. I have Michigan State beating UCLA tonight and then Michigan State taking on and beating BYU in that first round. So I'm going to take Michigan State there. I just think it's hard when Izzo is the head coach. I just I don't know if I see them losing a first round game. And Aaron Henry has been the man down the stretch at the end of the year. He's really kind of willed them into the tournament when a lot of people thought this big streak might be snapped. So, Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, Michigan State for sure. Uh, a team – well, I don't know. Like you went back to a few tournaments ago, Jonah. What was it? They were the two seed and really everyone's favorite to go and win the, the whole thing. And they, they just blow it to a 15 seed. So I don't know if I trust a, a Tom Izzo team like, like you do. But my favorite second round possibility, I'm going to go with Utah and Alabama. I think okay. Alabama is really one of the better teams in the country. And I could, I could really see – Utah giving them a scare. They're always a scary team once it comes to March, but I think Bama is going to win that one. It'll be close, though. Absolutely, and then that's why for my second-round matchup, I have the Michigan State-Texas game just because, again, I think Michigan State is a scary team right now. They're hot right now, but at the same time, Texas is a team that I'm sure a lot of people have in their Final Fours. They've had a pretty solid year. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm going to put – I think you'll, we'll talk about our whole bracket later. I have Texas beating Michigan State, but I would not at all be surprised if you see Tom Izzo and the Spartans in the Sweet 16. Uh, South region? You good with South, South region, region, or do you have any other notes? 
I, I was going to say, uh, like I said, Utah to stare. That's my sleeper pick for the final four out in the East region. Okay. And then, so yeah, I would, for me personally, I have Colorado and part of me, the reason I put them as a sleeper, I mean, they're, they're a five seed. Um, a lot of people have Georgetown. It's a lot of people have Georgetown over Colorado in that first round. And not only do I think that gives an already good team, a reason to play with a chip on their shoulder. They have one of the best guards in the country in McKinley, Wright, And you've seen individuals take over games and take over tournaments before. So I'm going to go with Colorado as my sleeper pick to make the final four out of the East region. Well, and everybody likes uh, Georgetown uh, after what Patrick Ewan did. That's obviously one of the best stories of the tournament, but yeah, like it makes, it to make you leery when everybody is saying Georgetown is going to be that 12, five this year. So I agree Colorado to do it. And uh, yeah. Uh, South region Baylor is the one seed there. We, we watched Baylor and Michigan kind of swap spots of that two, three Gonzaga has been the outright number one the whole year, but Baylor certainly has high hopes for good re- with good reason to be the national champions this year. So um, as far as the South region goes, favorite second round possibility, I'm going to stick with the Baylor bears and I, with their matchup with the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, I just think the guard play there, Jared Butler and Teague and Brad Davison versus Dimitri. Ch- I mean, there's a lot of good guards in that game and it's going to be fun to watch in my opinion. Yeah, I'm shocked uh, Jonah didn't have his uh, most looking forward to set around matchup have Purdue in it. I know well, wants Purdue to did out there, but I agree, Jonah. Uh, Baylor Wisconsin is my set around matchup that I'm most looking forward to. I think Wisconsin could really push Baylor, uh, a Baylor team that we have seen is not uh, hasn't been fully there since COVID. Yeah, and I think the reason I'm not necessarily super excited for Purdue's round of 32 game, I, and I'll go ahead and say my most likely first round upset is I have Winthrop over Villanova. And personally, I think Purdue is a team that's going to be able to easily take care of Winthrop. So I like Purdue going on to the Sweet 16 there to face Baylor. That's why I just, I think a Baylor-Wisconsin matchup is a much more likely, and I guess I'd be a, a much better matchup than a Winthrop-Purdue matchup for me. Absolutely. My, my most likely first round upset. And I, I know Arkansas is a good team, but it's March madness will happen. I have Colgate uh, getting over the top of Arkansas in the first round. I think those, uh, some of those picks have to make you a little scared because Arkansas is definitely a capable team of making a deep run. And so if you're going to put Colgate and Arkansas goes on a run, that messes a lot of things up for you. I I still would feel pretty good about my second round matchup because that is my sleeper pick for the final four, Texas Tech. And they will take on the winner of Arkansas Colgate. So I think Texas Tech is probably going to take care of business in that round of 32, regardless of who wins. Yeah, my sleeper pick, ignore the bias. They're on my hat. It's it's my favorite team. It's the Boilermakers. And I I don't say that trying to be like, I'm a fan. Hey, we're going to win the whole thing. Um, I genuinely think this is a team that's gotten a lot better as, as the year has gone on. We've mentioned it. We're going to have fans in the stands. And Indianapolis, Indiana, just about an hour away from West Lafayette. I mean, I think you have to look at it seriously. There's going to be a serious crowd advantage in Purdue's favor. And you heard it in the Big Ten tournament. So 
I mean, and then outside of that, you look at a team that is playing four freshmen really solid minutes, and this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. So I don't think they really have much to lose. And whenever you see a team like that that's going to play Baylor, who's kind of struggling a little bit, and then it's a Purdue team that has nothing to lose, I, I think Purdue is one of those teams that could kind of come out of nowhere and make it to the Final Four. And Jonah, we'll talk about Purdue more later because uh, there's a reason they're not my sleeper pick. So, Absolutely. So we'll go to the Midwest now. Illinois, they finished the year incredibly strong. They're the one seed there. Uh, what's your favorite second-round possibility in the Midwest, Andrew? My favorite second-round possibility, I'm, I'm a huge Tennessee Vols fan. I, I liked uh, what they did a lot, especially uh, when they played Purdue in that tournament. Uh, obviously, I Grant think you Williams. just like him, Grant. Yeah, Grant Williams, I think he's your guy. That's why you like Tennessee. And Well, they, they just produced some solid pros, I think, and so I'm, I'm a fan of what Tennessee does. I, I know that tournament with Grant Williams, they were – pretty solid so i like them uh they, they won't follow the 12-5 i think and them and oklahoma state oklahoma state obviously cade cunningham i think that could be a great matchup and uh look most forward to that one yeah my uh my my hope for the second round i would really like to see rutgers upset clemson which i'll go ahead and say that's that's my most likely first round upset i have rutgers over clemson I just think Rutgers is not your average 10 seed. The Big Ten was so tough. And, again, Geo Baker is one of those guys that I think has the ability to single-handedly take over a tournament game. And then you look at it, and he's got Ron Harper Jr. right next to him. I like Rutgers in that game, and then I'm really excited to see Rutgers and Houston play each other because Houston is a team that's going to flat-out defend. And when you look at that and then you look at some of the offensive firepower that Rutgers have, I think it's going to be interesting to see which team plays more to their style, more to their strengths and wins that game to go to the Sweet 16. So, Andrew, I'll let you go ahead. What's your most likely first-round upset? I'm in agreement with you there. Like you said, the Big Ten was just a monster this year to go through. So, I like Rutgers beating Clemson in the first round. And, yeah, that matchup would be great with uh, Houston. But I see a lot of people saying uh, Syracuse over uh, San Diego State in the first round. They like the 11th seed. And, I mean, the last time we saw an 11-seed Syracuse, they went on to get to the Final Four. But I like San Diego State. I think whoever gets out of that first-round matchup, whether it's an upset or whether San Diego State takes care of business, I think they could go pretty far in this tournament. Yeah, and I see. I think I'm going to disagree with you there because I kind of have two sleeper picks here in the Midwest. I think – and sometimes it's hard for me to call them sleepers because I'm going to talk about the three and the four seeds here. Uh, first off is West Virginia. I really like Bob Huggins' team this year. And then second off, it's Oklahoma State for the reason of they have the dude that's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And I've talked multiple times now about having someone that can take over a tournament game. And if I didn't mention Cade Cunningham in that category, something would be extremely wrong. So Oklahoma State's a team, again, they have a reason to have a chip on the shoulder. They didn't know if they were going to be able to play in the tournament because of things that happened in previous years. But they're here, and they have every reason to be excited for it. Well, and I think Oklahoma State as well uh, is the tournament team with the most wins over other tournament teams heading into this uh, March Madness. So Oklahoma State, I think with Cade Cunningham, that's a team you could that could be very dangerous. And I think that's why I'm a little weary of them because they have so much potential. Absolutely. So we've kind of gone through each region a little bit. We're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're gonna start with the Sweet 16 because I feel like we've talked about some of those first round and round of 32 games. We're gonna go through and mention who our Sweet 16 teams are, starting with the West region, and then from there on we'll both reveal our brackets 
up until the national championship game. So I'll go first in the West region. My sweet 16 is Gonzaga, Ohio, Kansas, and Iowa. Ooh, okay. Uh, we got some different ones there. Gonzaga, Virginia, Kansas, and Oregon. Okay. All right. I just, uh, for me, the reason I put Ohio in there was that UCSB Ohio matchup. One of the, that 12 or 13, one of them's got to win, and I'm a favor in Jason Preston's hands there. And I think the big difference in us comes you, you like Virginia to beat Ohio in that game, which obviously, if, if Creighton or Virginia were to win, I would like them in the second round matchup. So um, we'll go down to the East region now. I'll let you go first here. What's your sweet, or your, I guess your sweet four is the sweet 16 in that region. The Sweet Four, I got Michigan taking on Florida State and Texas and Alabama. I just went with a one, two, three, four right here. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. This is where this is where I think my biggest upset of the whole tournament comes in. I've got Michigan getting upset by LSU in the round of 32. Oh. So my Sweet 16 in the East is LSU, Florida State, Texas, and Alabama. Holy cow, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Watford is tough. They have a lot of scoring options out there. And I think Michigan, Michigan's one of those teams. They've got some storylines of their own right now. I feel like in the last three, four days, I've kind of seen the news of Dwan Howard potentially being highly sought after in the NBA. And then you have all the stuff that went down in that the game the other day with Maryland. And then obviously no livers for Michigan. I think that's a huge loss. So that's where I've got LSU going. They looked good against Alabama in the SEC championship the other day. Um, uh, we're going to go ahead and go up to the South. Andrew, what's your sweet 16 in the South? So I promised I, I, I won't be as uh, predictable, but I got Baylor and Purdue, which is the one four, pretty predictable. And then I got Texas Tech taking on Ohio State. So, yeah, that's that's my, uh, my exact four from that region too, Baylor, Purdue, Texas Tech, Ohio State. And then the last, the Midwest region, I have Illinois, your volunteers, West Virginia and Houston, one, two, three, and five. West Virginia, okay. I got uh, Illinois and Tennessee. We're, we're right there. And then here, here's where my upsets come in: San Diego State and Rutgers. Okay, all right. And I'll be honest with you: about the first three days of having these brackets out, I had Rutgers upsetting Houston. And then I thought about the the level, the, the defensive end for Houston. I was like, yeah, I don't know. So I put Houston there. Um, the Elite Eight, I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to mention all eight of my teams in the Elite Eight. I have Gonzaga, Iowa, Florida State, Alabama, Baylor, Ohio State, and Illinois, West Virginia. You You went with Iowa then. Yeah. I just think, I mean – if they if they truly can knock down shots, I think they're going to be tough to beat in general. Just I mean, obviously Luca Garza, you can't really stop him. So if they start hitting shots in the tournament, and I mean they're going to be tough to beat. So yeah, I had Gonzaga and Kansas up in the uh, West bracket, and like I said, Kansas I could easily see them as a, a sleeper, even didn't buy Gonzaga in the Elite Eight uh, over in the South across the way. Uh, Purdue and Texas Tech, as I see Purdue didn't buy Baylor. Uh, and then we head to the east. I have Alabama and Michigan State. And then Midwest, Illinois versus San Diego State. Is it Michigan or Michigan State in the east? Michigan. Okay, okay. So Alabama, Michigan, and then who are, who are your other two in the Midwest? In the Midwest, Illinois and San Diego State. 
So you have San Diego State all the way to the Elite Eight. All right. <laughs> so Final Four, we've already kind of talked about ours a little bit, but obviously we got to tell them. Uh, for me, I have Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois. Okay. That's that's very, very similar, Jonah. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to switch things up as we speak. Still that time. So I'm going with Kansas for the final four spot okay sticking with alabama i got purdue and illinois to round out my final four all right and then your national championship for me it's gonzaga versus illinois with gonzaga beating illinois 77 to 69 if i have to throw a score in there Hmm. and i have illinois uh, versus bama and i'm taking illinois and sorry who was who was your score with the winner 7769. Okay. 8985 with Illinois victory. Oh yeah. Man, all right. Um the only other thing I really have I, th- I just think kind of going back to the fans I think uh, it's crazy how they've kind of been able to process all this. Just the whole I just kind of want to go back and touch on it all in general. They they did the little snippet of just exactly how this bubble was working. Uh they got four I think four hotels maybe. And they're all connected to the convention center where they've got tons of weight rooms, tons of courts. And then right across the street from the Marriott, they have Victory Field. They've got badminton and stuff like spike ball. Um, Andrew, I guess, like, how do you do you feel it would be difficult to kind of be in this bubble scenario and playing like this? Because I think it's a different it's way different than what we saw with the NBA. I think with the NBA, these players knew in their mind, like they're going to be there for months. With this, you know, you're there for three weeks. You know, you got you you potentially are a national champion at the end of the three weeks. Like, what do you? How do you think that plays out in your mind? Because for me personally, I almost feel like it could be an advantage to some teams just knowing, hey, if we're locked in for three weeks here, we got a good chance to walk out of your champions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And like you said, it, the NBA is a little different. That was a long time uh, being right. in the bubble. I think this is probably pretty similar to. Uh, uh, any other March Madness where, like, if if you're locked in, you're you, it's going to be three solid weeks where you need to be locked in uh, if you just keep advancing. And I'd say the only difference is Purdue's a, a home team, uh, the only home team in the state, by the way, and you also have no travel for everybody else. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm giving your Boilermakers some love for sure. And then my last question for you. We have Mackey Arena, Assembly Hall, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and Hinkle Fieldhouse all being used. If you were to play, I know the Final Four is in Lucas Oil, but where would you prefer to play your first-round matchup? That's a tricky one. I mean, obviously, I was an IU fan growing up. Uh, Now it's it's Chirp Chirp, Ball State all the way. Um, But I'd probably prefer to play in Assembly Hall. I mean, I've, I've been to a camp there. I've played a game there over the summer. I, I, I feel most comfortable there at IU. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, answer, obviously as a Purdue fan, I think it'd be really cool to play tournament basketball at Mackey Arena. The other thing, too, and I know teams are going to have to go through it at the Final Four and some in the first round, some in the second round. I think it'd be really hard to shoot in a football stadium. Like, I just I, – I, I, I was at the Final Four in San Antonio, and you don't realize until you're in there – how much space is around you with a little court in the middle of a football field. And it's insane to me that some of these guys are just picking up that quick. 
and knocking down shots like immediately. Like that's, that's just crazy to me. Well, and Jonah, like it's, it's just horrible for like a shooter. Um, I know we had uh, Dreamcastle's head coach on uh, for an interview. Dreamcastle's gym is, is just like that where it's, there's a ton of space behind that backboard. It's just tough on a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's all I got for this March Madness preview. Do you have any other things you want to say, questions, anything like that? Uh, Jonah, do you – I know you touched on Purdue a little bit, but do you do you really believe in this Purdue team? I think the easy answer is no. Okay. I'll but I will say <laughs> the years we have believed, heart's been broken. And I, as part of me feels like this could be the year that we just come out of nowhere. Like no one, no one thinks anything of us to do it. And so part of me thinks like with the way the circumstances are, it's on Indiana. We're going to have a lot of fans. I know from experience of trying to go online and order those tickets, Purdue fans were absolutely wild that night trying to get tickets to that game. So it's going to be all black and gold for every single game they play in the tournament. So as much as I don't think it'll happen, I would also not be surprised if we're in the final four after these two weeks so if you just get rid of the belief you can it's just positive it can only go up from there yes because next year will be the stressful year no seniors this year and if we can make a tournament around the experience there's going to be expectations next year i don't see many expectations this year if we make it to the sweet 16 i'll be happy with the rebuilding year being a top 16 team in the nation okay and then here's my last question jonah like this year more than any other year expectations way out of whack everything is crazy march madness do you think we're going to see like way more upsets than we all expected i think there's a good possibility and i mean i and i think it ended up being a little bit of a lesser narrative than i thought it would be but i mean we we're going to see it with virginia we're going to see how they respond i mean virginia is not gonna i mean today when you are listening to this virginia will just now be getting to Indianapolis and they'll have to quarantine today and then they'll do multiple tests and have a shoot around before their game. And that's it. Like they have not had any time to sit and prepare with each other. And I mean, we, we look at it with uh, Oklahoma and there's other teams. There's going to be some players that are ruled out down the stretch. And so I, I just think it truly, it's one of those years. that's unpredictable. I mean, seriously, we could find out an hour before the game that Gonzaga's got Corey Kispert out. And then all of a sudden that's a different game. You know what I mean? Like you just, you do not know. So sure. I think definitely there is a good chance that there are a lot of teams that come out of nowhere that you would not expect. <laughs> Looking forward to the March Madness, baby. Absolutely. And the first first four game has just tipped off. So March Madness has officially begun. Yes, sir. It's been, it's been too long. Absolutely. Andrew, I'll let you take the outro here. Uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. We'll go watch some tournament basketball. You go watch some tournament basketball here in the state of Indiana, where, of course, you can go and get yourself some Endeavor Communications to go watch some of that. Obviously, you need some internet. For Jonah Freeman, myself, Andrew Willett, that's ST Squared.